Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. It is a beautiful morning. It is so pretty. It is so chilly. Uh, I slept with the windows open last night, me and Casey, and uh, wow, slept good. Uh, and uh, awake to a new day and a new day in the Word. We're in Isaiah chapter 7 today. I'm glad that you're with me. We go verse by verse, which means we don't skip anything. We just put our heads down and move right through. So Isaiah chapter 7 uh, beckons us today. Uh, this is a difficult chapter. It's considered one of the most complex chapters in the book of Isaiah for reasons that may seem obvious, but for some of you may not seem obvious at all, but 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 let's talk about it. Isaiah chapter 7. Again, we're in this uh, a section of the book of Isaiah where it's, it's, uh, it's narrative. It's, you know, telling stories. It's not just, you know, one you know, poetic, prophetic oracle after another. It's, it's, it gives us a little bit of narrative context. And here, uh, it's this moment, a, a political moment in the life of Judah, Jerusalem, uh, and King Ahaz. He's not a faithful king. In the book of Isaiah, he's usually regarded as just this symbol of, of uh, fickleness and unfaith. Uh, but at the same time, he is the leader of God's people, and we need him to we need him to listen to the word of the Lord. So that is why Isaiah is sent to uh, to uh, deliver the word of the Lord to Ahaz. The situation is is a threat from the north. Uh, uh, Israel, <coughs> I'm sorry, Judah. Yeah, Israel and Syria have uh, allied themselves together with the threat to come out and attack Jerusalem. Uh, so we have King uh, Rezin of Syria and Pekah of uh, the king of Israel. They've formed this alliance and it is uh, causing Ahaz just to freak out. I mean, it really, really is. And, and that's where we pick up. The news has come that they are uh, on the march to attack them. So verse uh, two says, the hearts of the king and the people trembled with fear like trees shaking in a storm. You ever, you ever experienced fear like that? You ever had that kind of, that kind of anxiety? So the Lord sends Isaiah to Ahaz with a very simple message, and it's a beautiful message. Notice here, it's the first reference to uh, one of Isaiah's sons, and this one is named Shair Jashub, which means the remnant shall return. Uh, it's an amazing name. Remember, I, was it yesterday or the day before I was talking about uh, this, this important remnant? theme throughout Isaiah, the, the remnant theology that's very, very important to understanding, for example, Paul later when he talks about Israel. You really have to, you, you have to understand the importance of this remnant theology. And again, here it is. Uh, Isaiah has a son who, whose name itself spells all that out. Sheir uh, Jashub, the remnant shall return. That's his name. So they go out as the Lord told them where to find Ahaz. Ahaz is most likely, it seems, inspecting the city's, you know, water system, the water supply, probably in anticipation of a, of a siege, in anticipation of a, a difficult battle. But notice the message. Tell him to stop worrying. <laughs> I don't know you probably, and I don't know what you're going through today, but I have this sneaky feeling that if the Lord were to send Isaiah or me even to deliver a message to you today, it would be that message. Just stop worrying. You know, so here it is. Listen to the word of the Lord. Stop worrying. Just stop worrying. Uh, you don't have to be afraid. Uh, I mean, this is Isaiah's big message. This is the message God wanted Ahaz to hear. Stop worrying. Don't be afraid. 
you know, like I say, I, I think that's the message for you today, for me too. Just stop worrying. Don't be afraid. And, and notice what it says. Yeah, yeah, yes, they are plotting against you, uh, but they're nothing. They, they, they're nothing. And then this prophetic oracle there in verses seven to nine, just spell it out. You know, they're, they're nothing. They're just nothing. And this is not going to happen. You know, so what you're worrying about is never even going to happen. <laughs> okay, I'm talking to you. you. You know, I mean, we're talking about Isaiah and what he said to Ahaz, but I'm talking to you. What you're worrying about is never even going to happen. Do you hear me? It's never even going to happen. Isn't that most of what we worry about? I mean, most of what we worry about is stuff that never, you, you lay awake at night writing stories in your head that will never happen. And you worry and anxiety, you know, paralyzes you. And, and the Lord just says, stop, stop. What you're worrying about is never even going to happen. I, I, I just, I, I, I love that so much. Now, the danger here is what fear does. Fear is controlling Ahaz right now. And this, this short-term panic, and, and it's short-term, but he doesn't know it. I and mean, that's the thing. In the middle of your anxiety, you don't know. It sure seems like it's all going to happen. You know, what you're worrying about sure seems like it could happen, you know, but it's not going to happen. But, but, but you don't necessarily know that, and that's where faith comes in. But, but this short-term panic is about to lead Ahaz to do something dreadful. He's, he, he is preparing to call upon Assyria to help him. Now, Assyria is the threat. Assyria is the long-term threat. Assyria is the big threat. So what he's thinking about doing is, is aligning himself with the worst threat in order to avoid, you know, like the, the minor threat. In other words, you know, to avoid short-term danger, he's going to get in bed with long-term danger. And doesn't that sound like every day of our lives? And this is what we do. And this is what happens when fear gets the best of you. And Ahaz has got to, he's got to step down from this position of fear. And what's the answer for that? Faith. Uh, look at verse 9, the last part of verse 9. I love this. New Living Translation, I don't think this is great, but it says, unless your faith is firm, I cannot make you stand firm. Uh, I mean, really what it says is, unless you stand firm in faith, you're not going to stand at all. And that's what the Hebrew says. Unless you stand firm in faith, you shall not stand at all. No, that is the message. I mean, yes, the message is don't be afraid. Yes, the message is, you know, stop worrying. But here is the option. You know, you don't stop worrying by trying not to worry. You have to replace your fear with faith. You don't stop being anxious by just, you know, not thinking anxious thoughts. You have to replace them with something else. And this is what the word of the Lord is to Ahaz. Uh, stand firm in faith, or you're not going to stand at all. You're not, certainly not going to stand in worry. You're certainly not going to stand in fear. You're not going to stand in anxiety. If you don't stand firm in faith, you're not going to stand at all. Now, what follows is the confusing part. Ahaz, again, is not really a symbol of faith or belief here. And so it's like, go ahead, ask for a sign. You know, ask for a sign. Ask the, I mean, the Lord says, hey, ask me for a sign. Make it something impossible. You know, make it for something high as heaven or deep as the, you know, deep as the place of the dead. You know, ask for something hard. I'll give you a sign. Uh, Ahaz says, no, no I, don't, I don't need a sign. I'm gonna put, I won't put the Lord to the test. But uh, honestly, he doesn't even have the faith to ask for a sign, you know. But here's the sign, and this is why it's confusing to us. Because if you're reading the book of Isaiah, this sign, it, it has a context and it has meaning here in the book of Isaiah. 
And it's the whole, look, the virgin shall conceive and she will give birth to a son and his name shall be Emmanuel, which means God with us. And we're like, oh, that's Jesus. And it is Jesus because Matthew in the gospel of Matthew will take this verse from Isaiah and apply it to Jesus. You know, the Virgin Mary shall conceive and give birth to a son and his name shall be Emmanuel, which means God with us. I mean, in the most literal sense, Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of this verse. But before that verse has meaning and context in the Gospel of Matthew and in the coming of Jesus, this verse has meaning and context in the ministry of Isaiah. And so in reading Isaiah, just understand how it works here. I'm not taking, I mean, I believe in everything this verse eventually points to in Jesus, but, but Ahaz couldn't have possibly seen that, you know? And I'm not sure Isaiah saw it either. It's just right now, Ahaz, this is your sign. A young woman shall give birth. It, it doesn't necessarily mean, it, to call her a virgin in the book of Isaiah is, is not any sort of statement about her sexual purity. It's just a word that means a young woman of marriageable age. So in other words, you're saying this woman's going to have a baby. You know, a woman's going to have a baby and that baby's name's going to be Emmanuel. I, th I think it's a real child. I think they really named the boy Emmanuel because Ahaz is going to watch this child. And, and the point is, by the time this kid is probably two years old, by the time he can know left from right, by the time he's old enough to, to, to know right from wrong, usually estimated to be about age of two. So by the time this kid's a toddler, by the time he's two years old, okay, everything you're worried about won't even exist. The two kings you fear so much, they're gonna be gone. Okay, so what's the point? It's like, hey, you know, here's your sign. A woman's going to have a baby. His name's going to be Emmanuel. By the time that kid is two years old, you're going to look around and what you're worried about today won't even be on the earth, you know? Uh, so again, before this verse has meaning in Matthew, it has meaning in Isaiah. And this is a literal sign for King Ahaz, uh, the, the life of this child. But then verse 17, man, it goes dark so fast. It's like, but let me tell you what the real danger is. You know, you're worried about this is never going to happen, but let me tell you what is going to happen. And then he, uh, he, he, it's the king of Assyria, you know, as verse 17 just thunders. And then and notice, get, get out your pen and notice what follows here in verses 18 to 25 is, is what I would call four anticipations, four prophetic words, and they all begin with in that day, in that day. The second one is my favorite horrible statement here. In that day, the Lord will hire a razor from beyond the Euphrates River, the king of Assyria, He's going to come and give you a haircut. You know, that's literally what it means. You know, in the ancient world, when an army would defeat another army, the, the prisoners of war, they would shave their heads, shave their beards, and that was a sign of humiliation. And that's just this. You know, the, the, the God himself is going to humiliate uh, you. going to shave off everything, your land, your crops, and all your people. Um, it, it's, I said it turns dark. It does. This amazing promise of God, God with us. You know, the God who is with us, is eventually going to turn and fight against us. How, how, you know? Well, honestly, it's two possible outcomes, and this is what the word of the Lord is to Ahaz from Isaiah. There's two possible outcomes. Either God will be with you, and God will bless you, protect you, or God's going to fight against you. What makes the difference? It's it's like that, you know, two roads diverged in a you know wood, you know, and which road you're gonna take. Again, I call you back to the end of verse nine. 
unless you stand firm in faith, you're not going to stand at all. Th that right there is the option, you know. Uh, you, you can have it either ways. You know, either you can be with the Lord or you can go against the Lord, but you're going to make that decision. Uh, and if you don't stand firm in faith, you're not going to stand at all. Isn't that good? Uh, again, complicated. I guess it's complicated because of the way the New Testament causes us to automatically read that prophecy there as in reference to Jesus, and it is. But before that, here, it's in reference to this child who will be assigned to King Ahaz. Make sense? Uh, we'll pick up right here tomorrow, chapter 8, verses 1 to 22. That's the whole chapter. Uh, chapter 8, verses 1 to 22. All right, so listen, have a good Wednesday. Enjoy uh, everything God has for you today. We're going to go outside for staff meeting because it's beautiful. Uh, I think we have a staff lunch. I think I think the staff is going to Chewy's today. Um, we pay our own, we buy our own lunch, but we just try to make a point of being together, loving each other the way God would have us love each other. It's a blessing to be in ministry together. Uh, and so loving each other is a part of that. So anyway, staff meeting a lunch for us today, Bible school tonight. It's going to be a great day for me, Lord willing, and I pray it's a good day for you. Stay in the word, and I'll see you in the morning, Isaiah chapter 8. See you in the morning at 10 o'clock for 10 with 10. I love you guys. I love all of you. Have a good day.